This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 17th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Mintz to Beltheim Studios on the beautiful Treasure Coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by the living legend, John DeCani. John, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Very good. Welcome to the show. Uh, we have so much to talk about today because... We're gonna we're gonna start with our ridiculously random question, of course, as we always do, and uh, then we're gonna talk about the new hit television series Young Rock that debuted last night. Uh, it might be too early to call it a hit. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, we're gonna talk about Impact from last night. Lots of fun, crazy stuff as always on Impact. Uh, we'll hit the NXT lineup, go through some news items, and we'll get out of here. So, are you ready, John? Absolutely, sir. Ring that bell. It's so funny because I ring that bell every morning, and I, I recently watched uh, WrestleMania 24, and Luke Gallows was in that episode, in, in that WrestleMania, and Snoop Dogg rang the bell. He was playing that character where he goes crazy. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> Festus or something like that. I don't know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. The original Festus, yeah. So uh, the, the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em. Uh, Pro Wrestling Pick'em is a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. John DeCani is leading the pack in this season. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm like 15 points back. We'll see if I can catch him. But uh, if you've been hearing me talk about this day in, day out, now is the time to jump in there, get used to the platform, learn how to use it. The new season starts after WrestleMania, and it'll be a lot of fun. So somebody has to join to take down John DeCounty. <laughs> lots and lots of points available around WrestleMania time, so it's it's still anybody's ball game. That's right, uh, John. Your ridic ridiculously random non wrestling audience needs to know. You better question of the day is what is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Uh, I am a, a big fan of coconut, so I'd have to go with the Samoas. Okay. Although I will tell you, this this past season, my six-year-old niece was selling them. And when my brother gave me the couple of boxes that I ordered, he was like, I, I don't even remember what you ordered. So he threw in an extra box or so. And there was a new cookie in there that I'd never seen before, the s'mores, that were very mm -hmm. good. Kind of like an Oreo, but, you know. Stuff. Yeah. I bought the s'mores uh, and sent them to my nephew. I didn't get them myself. Um, I got the lemonade cookie this year that I thought was fantastic um but i'm traditionally speaking i am a peanut butter patty tag along type of guy so but uh samoas are a big hit in this house as well they are my favorite my wife's favorite so there you go so we have to get equal distributions of those cookies <laughs> okay so young rock debuted last night uh john what what do you think like what's your initial you know thoughts i i like the setup i i was I knew about it ahead of time because I had seen uh, uh, Rock on Jimmy Fallon, I guess, talking about it. So I knew that the the way to shoehorn himself actually in there was going to be the whole uh, presidential uh, interview or presidential race interview. Uh, and I thought that you know they make him look a little older. You know, it's 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 a nice touch. I, I I liked everything about it. It was a lot of fun. 
I I did not watch the Jimmy Fallon because I did not know that that's what was happening. So it started out, and I thought, wow, this is a really interesting uh, mechanism to tell the story. But I guess the, it's the year 2032. The Rock is running for president, and he needs to relate better with the people. So he's explaining his backstory, and that's kind of the setup for the entire show. And it and it kicks off. We go, you know, basically to. You know, you get, the, you get through that rock bus news thing, and then he throws it to him in the crowd watching his dad, Soul Man Rocky Johnson, wrestle. And his dad is, you know, a very popular wrestler, and it very quickly turns into this concept of living the gimmick. And his dad explains to him, well, you know, the people see me as this wealthy man, and I have to keep up appearances, so that's why my clothes and the car are kind of above our pay grade while our, while our house and stuff is not. So, um, and that kind of is a, a thread that they pull throughout the entire episode. And I think if I'm interpreting it correctly, it's probably something we're going to see throughout the entire show. Seems like, yeah. Yeah. Um, we get, a, we get a, a, a shot of, or a scene, I guess, of Rocky Johnson playing cards uh, at his house with, Andre the Giant, Junkyard Dog, the Iron Sheik, uh, the Wild Samoans. So you get you get kind of cameos from all these guys, and it, it's you know if you're a wrestling fan, you're just gonna you know you're gonna love that. Um, so it's it's interesting they got they seem like they got pretty decent actors to to fill those roles too. Yeah, they, I think they, they did really they did a really good job with the casting. It seems like, and uh, I've already seen a little sneak peek online of the Vince character and the the Randy Savage character and. Yeah, they, they continue to do a good job with those. It seems like as well. Yeah, uh, and the other so there so you kind of you you learn that there's sort of this like little animosity between the Rock uh, Dewey Dwayne Johnson as a child and his dad because you know his dad chooses to go hang out with his friends and play cards and stuff over spending time with him taking him to get ice cream. So his mom makes up this this lie that his dad got a secret call from the president and you can't tell anybody about it, especially not your grandmother and stuff like that. So it's, you know, that's kind of how she justifies Rocky Johnson's activities to his son. So uh, I guess parenting tip there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Lie to your children. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, you get this whole working the gimmick thing. And then we kind of go back to uh, the rock sitting at the news, the, the, you know, 2032 rock sitting, talking to the news anchor. And he talks about eventually like trying to figure out how to get, how to get the gimmick to work for him. And, you know, that brings us through his teenage years and then into his hurricane uh, time with Miami hurricanes. He eventually, you know, so we, you see kind of scenes from all those different portions of his life. And then at the end, it's basically like, I've got a whole bunch more stories. So I think, even though you get in this initial episode, you get Young Rock, Little Tiny Rock, all the way up to Miami Hurricane Rock. I think what you're going to see after this is going back and addressing, you know, spend some time here, spend some time there. Uh, it's not like now we're starting at the Hurricanes moving forward. I think it's going to be kind of a mixture. So yeah, it feels like we're going to get a little bit of that every every week. We're going to see uh, all three or three or four phases of the Rock. Yeah, and it's possible that like maybe you know living the gimmick was the uh, the theme for this episode. Maybe it's a different theme next episode. But um, 
Al Carl says, don't mean to talk politics here, but do you think this is an actual trial run to see if the people actually want The Rock to run for president? Okay. I actually had a little internal debate with myself about this last this very thing last night. And I, what I came up with is right now, I think way more than half the people in this country like The Rock. But if he runs for president, it will be no more than half. <laughs> so... I think it's a bad business decision for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah that that is that is the way. Uh, that that's uh, what's uh, Michael Jordan's uh, famous quote. Uh, you know, when people asked him, every time they would ask him something, anything political, he would just you know sit right in the middle and say like you know Republicans buy Nikes too. So I don't want to say anything. Right. <laughs> so. Um, there was even, I think, the very first commercial um, that aired on the show uh, was Acorn, and The Rock was doing an Acorn pitch and talking about how his, you know, he started his wrestling career basically with seven bucks in his pocket, and you know, so it's a commercial to get you to start investing with Acorn to, you know, make money or whatever. And my wife and I were watching. We're like, you know, it would be a lot better show if every commercial was a Rock commercial. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I think people would actually watch the commercials. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I guess the other thing to you know, going along with that seven bucks, he buys a car in this episode for a hundred and three dollars. So I don't know what he's trying to you know tell us about investing, but in any way, John, would you would you say people should go watch this episode and then continue to watch you know the series going forward? Give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, if you're I think it probably would appeal to just about anyone, anyone who's seen Wayne Johnson in the movies, or even if you don't, I, if you're living under a rock and you don't know who the rock is, I think it would be at least mildly entertaining. If you're a wrestling fan, all the little nuggets that are going to be thrown in there. I mean, it's almost, how could you miss them? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of it. Like if you're a wrestling fan, I think you're going to like the show, especially if you're a wrestling fan of the rocks era or, the era before the Rocky Johnson era. I feel like you're going to like the show. If you're not, you might still like it, but it's definitely for, it's definitely like so far been like wrestling fans will like it. And if you're not a wrestling fan, you might like it too, but we'll see. I want to transition uh, from that into impact. And I don't have a, like a great transition. So, so unfortunately <laughs> we just have to have to move through. Um, you know, Gary Mahaffey says maybe in the next series we'll get XFL Rock. You know, uh, great point. First and foremost, we know we haven't. We just know that he's bought the XFL. We haven't seen what will happen, but if that XFL goes off like crazy, you know, there'll definitely be some episodes towards that for sure. So uh, I guess here is here is something. You know, if uh, if you like the, the series The Rock, we're going to talk about Impact where. I think Reno Scum has been living under a rock, as, as discussed in our conversation thread last night. Uh, so here, I guess, actually, it's been me living under the rock. Did you know that that Adam Thornstow is a 19-year wrestling uh, veteran, and and Luster, the legend, is a 21-year veteran? I had no idea when Stryker said that. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know where they were working for, you know, 17 of those years. I only... I only know them for about two years apiece. Well, they got they got to work against the debuting uh, Finn Juice on this episode, and they they lost. Uh, it was uh, 
a power and glory's old move, you know, the, the suplex splash for the win for Finjuice over Reno Scum. Um, I guess maybe in their next 20 years, they'll start getting some W's, but um, <laughs> the Good Brothers came out afterwards and sort of referred to Juice and Finley as young boys, because that's kind of what they were back when, you know, the Good Brothers were in Japan. And uh, I guess they kind of mildly agree to go have drinks afterwards, but it, there was some jabs thrown both ways, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Laying some groundwork there. Um, it looks like, uh, you know, Trey Miguel, he got his win in this four-way match. Uh, he beat Willie Max, Suicide Navari uh, with the Meteori, Meteora. Um, but it does feel like maybe the the Rebellion program is going to be Callahan versus Trey. They've, they continue to tease that story out without really – you know, it's, a, it's like a 30-second clip every episode, it seems like. so. Yeah, that certainly seems to be the direction they're headed in. Uh, Callahan sees him out. You know, first it was on the uh, the video screen. Now he's waiting for him backstage. He just continues to get in Trey's ear every chance he gets. And you see it's it's pissing Trey off. But so far, you know, he hasn't bothered to swing yet. But, uh, gee, you can certainly feel that coming. Right. In an episode that was full of things from Swinger's Palace and the, a bar scene with Rohit running into James Storm and getting knocked out with a beer bottle and stuff like that, the line of the night for me, and if you weren't listening, you might have missed it, you know, Tommy Dreamer referring to Gia Miller as Mean Gia. Just love that line. <laughs> she is now forever Mean Gia in my notes every week now. In <laughs> um, other action... Um, Impact had a a show debut last night before Impact proper. Triple XL got a win over, or Decay got a win over Triple XL. Um, Josh Alexander he challenged for the X Division Championship. It was about a twelve minute match. Uh, TJP eventually won with the Mamba Splash. Um, Matt Cardona got a win over Hernandez. Uh, and now we are starting to see the Brian Myers Matt Cardona thing really kind of push into full effect here. Um, they got into a, a heated exchange after after the match. Once again, Eddie Edwards made the save. With, uh, it was a two-on-one, so we may get another series of tag matches before we actually get the one-on-one, but it, it definitely looks like it's coming. Right. And going back to that um, TJP-Josh Alexander match, John, were you kind of surprised that, uh, that Josh didn't win there? Because... I think in, on the Essential Wrestling podcast, we were all kind of thinking that it might it might happen, but uh, but yeah, TJP yeah. came with. Yeah, Alexander's been so hot recently. It, it seemed like you know why wouldn't they make make the switch there last night? And uh, I was you know I was surprised all the way to the end as the one as the one two three was counted. I, I was like, really? Is this really where we're going with this? Okay. Well, he gets another shot, I guess, because. It'll be him, Trey, and Willie Mack teaming up to face Chris Bay, Black Taurus, and Ace Austin next week. The winning team will then compete against each other in the following week, and the winner of that triple threat match will get a shot at TJP. So I guess TJP gets the next two weeks off as he watches uh, his challengers kind of line up. So. If you had to pick one of the six, who do you think it's? You think it's Trey, or is, Trey seems on a destination for Callahan. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Black Taurus already. 
Yeah, you know, uh, we had talked uh, on uh, the Essential Wrestling podcast and earlier that uh, Black Taurus kind of got plugged into where Sammy Guevara was supposed to go over to Impact and work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were all kind of like looking at each other like, yeah, we all read that same article. And, really? They were going to plug Sammy into Decay? Well, not necessarily. I think this is where they plug Taurus in, in place of Sammy. And, you know, that would have been a great little program for Sammy to get a, you know, a shot at and perhaps even a run with the X title. So, yeah, the idea of Sammy Guevara and Ace Austin in a match, the same match, also Sammy Guevara and TJP in the same match. Yep. Those, those sound pretty okay to me. Um, but uh, I guess that's not going to happen. So we move forward. <laughs> um, Moose got a win in the main event over Tommy Dreamer in an old school rules match. Um, Moose kind of no sold no sold a kendo stick shot, then hit a Uranagi and a spear for the W. Earlier in the night, Havoc and Nevea, they don't they seem to be pretty much uh, they're having hard times, which started at no surrender uh, when they didn't win the tag titles. Now Havoc can't even find Nevea, but uh, Tanil Dashwood comes to, to Havoc's rescue, and she says, you know what, I will be your partner. Uh, Nevea takes, you know, does not like this, obviously, so she challenges Tanil Dashwood to a match, and she loses. <laughs> so uh, so we'll see. Maybe the new, you know, maybe Tanil and Havoc will team up. I Havoc didn't really seem open to it, but Nevea doesn't really seem open to working with Havoc still, so. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but... Uh... Uh, you know, I hope Havoc finds herself a new partner because I want to see her go after those knockouts tag titles. Yeah. So Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone had a gr- another great uh, piece of promo material here. Uh, it was kind of sad when Tony Khan's like, I didn't get a Valentine. <laughs> kind of like, you're like, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of people probably didn't get a Valentine's Day gift, but they didn't go on national television and tell everybody. <laughs> He's always giving, and, and no, no one returns the favor. It's very sad. I enjoy the fact that Tony Khan has worked it out with his accountant, accountant that all of the paid ads are going to be a charitable donation on his charitable tax. Donation. <laughs> um, you know, he mentioned that you know, impact wrestling caused this, you know, change in him. And, and, you know, it basically turned him heel. Don Callis, Kenny Omega taking the, taking the championship and running with it has turned Tony Khan heel. He is full on, he is full on character, Tony Khan now. Okay. Whatever we call. Yeah. We have next week, Cody Dina versus Jake something in a tables match. And we also have jazz and Jordan grace, competing against Kimberly and Susan in a number one contenders tag team championship match. That's set for next week, along with the six man tag that we talked about a few seconds ago. So uh, full lineup for impact next week, I guess that, well, three matches, they usually have about five. So partial lineup for impact next week. Um, anything else in there, John, that you think we missed and need to hit on? Uh, just uh, the the one the one last thing that Tony Khan said at the end that I guess we'll run over into our next discussion of uh, tonight's shows uh, that he has a special gift for Kenny Omega coming tonight. He, he oh. didn't really he didn't really mention what it might be, but that, that was kind of the last line of his 
charitable donation paid advertisement. Al, Al would like us to, to dedicate a portion of the show to talk about Swinger's Palace as well. We didn't we didn't really cover it in full detail, but of course, after the bar scene with Rohit and uh, James Storm, they went to Storm and Saban went to Swinger's Palace. There was a WrestleMania Nine reference. Um, they sat down, followed Ba, ba lost the ten bucks that Hernandez gave him to invest, and uh, it's funny. I don't know what else to say. James Storm rapping to Alicia Edwards uh, and Saban just loving every minute of it. And, uh, we even got a Bob Seger reference. <laughs> <laughs> and if you would like to know what that Bob Seger reference was, go watch it back from last night. We'll keep our keep our G rated rating for for today. Something's better left unsaid here. But thank you. Yes. Um, so yesterday. Travis and I went through tonight's dynamite in detail. Um, one thing that we talked about that is not going to happen is this eight man tag match. The eight man tag match is supposed to be Matt Hardy, Adam page and private party versus chaos project and TH two. Well, AW has put out a notice that it's going to in fact be Matt Hardy and Adam page versus TH two. So private party and chaos project are out. Don't know what happened there, but that's a program and change. For tonight, I, I don't think it probably changes anybody's predictions or outcomes, um, but it might actually improve the match a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and Hardy and Hangman work very well together. So, uh, and TH2, we know, can fly. So uh, that should definitely be an entertaining match. And you made the uh, you made the point before the on, went on the air is that perhaps this is part of the whole contract signing storyline thing that. Maybe Matt Hardy has realized that the contract is a little different than he anticipated, and because of that, there's been some programming changes. We don't know. We'll have to tune in. It could also be that somebody ran into somebody that had COVID, and that's why they're off the show. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's probably the more likely scenario. But yeah, find out. <laughs> yeah, and as you mentioned, the Valentine's Day uh, gift will be coming to Kenny Omega, so we'll see what that is. And then on the other show. NXT tonight, we have Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross. That's our advertised match for tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping it's not, you know, a, a squash to put Cross over and then we're done. I'm hoping it's like a competitive match where, you know, Santos Escobar gets to show his, you know, what he can do against a big guy like Cross and maybe elevate Escobar a little bit in the process. I don't think Escobar will win, but, you know, it could still be good for him. Yeah, I mean, if we get, you know, as long as, like you said, as long as it's not a squash, as long as we get uh, even, you know, the three to four to five minute match, we get like seven minutes where Escobar gets a little offense, even if at the end, uh, Wild and Mendoza have to come in, cause a, a DQ, and, you know, maybe we get a repeat somewhere down the line, whatever. But yeah, as long as it's not a squash, I think we'll, uh, we'll be thoroughly entertained by the outcome. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, you know, maybe Wild and Mendoza can do something with Scarlet on the outside. You know, I think there's things they could do here to kind of prolong this a little bit and, you know, and make it, make it competitive. I think the, the key here is that we want to see Cross at least a little vulnerable during this match. Because yes, that, exactly. that will mean Escobar has done something, right? So um, in other news, speaking of vulnerable, the Undisputed Era is pretty vulnerable at the moment, and uh, the way TakeOver ended on set on Sunday, 
the undisputed era looks to be in shambles. Adam Cole super kicked uh, Kyle O'Reilly. He did nothing to Roderick Strong, just walked away from him. So we need to see where Roddy's going to you know, end up on the Cole side of the equation, on the O'Reilly side of the equation. Maybe this is just brothers getting in a fight. Maybe, you know, maybe everything's all patched up tomorrow night. But, um, John, do you think that we're going to get Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, or do you think it's just a clean split and now we're going separate ways? Uh, yeah, I hope they don't just walk away from it. Well, you know, whether it is just brothers fighting and they make up or it's brothers fighting and we actually have to have it out in the ring and then they make up. However, it uh, it plays out. I, I hope we get a little more of this. It's not just I kick you in the face. I walk away. Yeah. Yeah. So the first action was Adam Cole kicking Finn Balor in the face, which makes me think, OK, Cole versus Balor is on the docket. But then he immediately kicked Kyle O'Reilly. So. I, th- I think we'll get the Kyle O'Reilly Cole match, but it's obviously going to be over the fact that Finn and Kyle had developed some sort of mutual respect that Adam didn't appreciate. So Cole's a better heel anyway, let's be honest, right? So. And poor Roddy Strong just, he, he, you know, Cole kind of beckoned to him, no, come on, leave with me. Uh, he neither went with Cole, nor did he go over and even, you know, attend to uh, his fallen buddy O'Reilly. So, you know, he just kind, of, just kind of sat there in the middle like, I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. So, yeah. I feel like in the last year, Roddy has really cooled off. And I don't I don't know what I can use to point to what the reasoning behind that. But he can really, really go. He's He's got cardio for days. He's in great shape. He has innovative backbreakers. I think that you know, if this might be an opportunity for him to also kind of shine, I think the focus will be O'Reilly and Cole, but then strong can do, hopefully do something else and start climbing back up the ladder as well. Well, after the match we just saw between uh, uh, Gargano and Kushida, you know, and I know we've seen it before, but could you imagine, you know, Roddy and Johnny going for 30 minutes like that, you know, I mean, because that's what Roddy, that's absolutely where Roddy shines. So. And, and other side of that equation, Roddy and Kushida, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? No belts, no belts there, but still probably a great match. So, um, Let's see. Okay, I have a couple of news items. I'll skip over the bumper so we don't have to go into that. Anything else about tonight that you want to talk about specifically? I know we didn't cover Dynamite or anything because we did that yesterday, but anything, anything you want to bring up for tonight? No, I think we covered it all just uh... – the uh, you know great anticipation for that uh, cross and uh, Escobar match and you know fall out of the UE and away we go. Anything else they put on there is going to be entertaining anyway. So yes, well in the news section I want to mention that AEW Dark was only a little bit over an hour last night. Twelve matches, three of them were under a minute. Um, Dark lately has been over two hours, so this was actually like kind of a treat that it was a one hour of squash matches. Um, I think, you know, this is this is actually really good. I think one hour show is way more palatable. And if they put one match in there that we actually care about and that's competitive, I think it actually becomes appointment television again. Uh, uh, you know, I think, you know, still 150,000 people watch the show every week or whatever. So it is what it is. But I think if they put that one really competitive match in there that we care about, I think all of a sudden it becomes uh, must-see. John Moxley was on the card. Eddie Kingston was on the card. Yeah. John Cruz, 
slash Serpentico wrestled twice. So, uh, fun little show. Absolutely. Um, AEW is, has released an up for sale now, the fifth series in their action figure line, Unrivaled. It is John Moxley, Adam Page, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Also in AEW news slash WrestleMania weekend news, Arn Anderson can be added to the list of legends that will be at WrestleCon this year. Um, Drew McIntyre's book, A Chosen Destiny, is on sale for pre-order now at Barnes & Noble. You can get a signed copy. And... One other programming note, I have never watched Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. I don't know. Have you, John? I have not. Okay. I've not watched it. It's more like a um, – it's more it's come off like a shoot-style fight, like a real like a real fight, no ring ropes and stuff like that. But headlining this, this upcoming show on Saturday is John Moxley versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. So um, wow. on the undercard, you have Jeff Cobb versus Tom Lawler and J.R. Kratos versus Chris Dickinson. So – Interesting matches there, and I think the Moxley and Davy Boy Smith one is really intriguing. It it was supposed to happen a while ago, but had to get postponed. So, um, you know, might be worth people checking out if they had a casual interest in it before and, and never pulled the trigger. Absolutely. Well, where do you even consume that? Is it a YouTube thing or? I think you can get it on Fight. I would oh, think. Okay. Yep. Uh, I don't think you. I think if you Google it, you won't have to look too hard. There's probably also. I don't know, but it's probably incorporated into some of the other independent wrestling streaming packages that you can get and stuff like that. So, Okay. Trivia time. Here is the score. Al Carl got a special trivia question last night on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, and he is one for one for the week or for the month. You, John, are seven for ten. You're trailing John Smith by one point. Travis... Mm -hmm. Not doing great. <laughs> so, all right. So we have Elimination Chamber Pay-Per-View 2017. All right. You get five questions. A simple majority correct will get you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Asuka. And if you lose, you get a Hawkins. There was one chamber match on this show in 2017. And this man defended the WWE Championship inside the chamber? Was it A, John Cena, B, Bray Wyatt, C, AJ Styles, or D, The Miz? Uh, uh, yeah, it's 2017. I'm seeing Cena on the poster, so I'm going to go with Cena. Okay, correct. John Cena. Very good. Okay, so one for one. Now, this man defeated John Cena to become WWE champion in that match. Was it A, The Miz, B, AJ Styles, C, Bray Wyatt, or D, Baron Corbin? B, Bray Wyatt. Pretty sure. It was Bray Wyatt. All right, two for two. I always like it when they start this way. So during this era, WWE was running brand-specific pay-per-views. Was this a Raw or SmackDown event? Um, I believe it was a SmackDown event. It was a SmackDown event. Three for three. Okay. We're going to the undercard now. Randy Orton wrestled this man on the undercard. Was it A, Eric Rowan, B, 
Luke Harper, C, Dolph Ziggler, or D, Kalisto? No titles, just a singles match. Mm. Uh, why it was at the top of the card, so it would have to probably have been one of his boys. Uh, just for S's and G's, I'm going to go with Luke Harper. S's and okay, S's and G's. It took me a second to get that reference. Uh, <laughs> Luke Harper is correct. You're four for four. The pressure is on. You could hit a perfect plex. Take home a W today. You definitely got a W. It's just whether or not you get a perfect plex. In the semi-main event, this woman defeated Alexa Bliss to become the new SmackDown champion. Was it A, Natalia, B, Nikki Bella, C, Becky Lynch, or D, Naomi? Alexa Bliss was the champion, and she dropped to Naomi. Perfect. 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 That is correct. <laughs> you hit a perfect plex. You get the Oscar award. Naomi did win the SmackDown Championship that day. You were five for five. And I do believe if we reference the scoreboard again, that would make you 12 for 15. So John Smith still has a chance if he goes perfect to sneak out in the lead, but uh, you, you are currently in the lead at least for one day. Yeah. <laughs> 24 right, hour title. Let's tell some people about uh, some other things that are going on. First and foremost, we have the chair shot shirt. Uh, so check out the new chair shot shirt. The chair shot is our featured shirt this month. Uh, at $20, the shirts not only features a steel chair, but it is also a steel of a deal. It already comes in the super soft style. No upcharge for that. All sizes are the same price. So you're not paying more if you wear a 2X and you can get it in a bunch of different colors. Uh, I wrote a story that kind of goes with this that you can get for free at minutesofelltime.com but the shirts are way cooler than the story. <laughs> so definitely uh, check that out. And then on uh, on Fridays, join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. We take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And just last night, we did episode 41 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Al Carl. John DeConi was there. I was there. John Smith was there. Gary Maheffi was there. It's a week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. So you can go watch the replay of last night's episode now on the Eastern Observer. You can also tune in this Tuesday at 6 p.m. for episode number 42. We'll, all the same gang will be back, and we'll talk through everything that happens, including this weekend's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Our show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, returns tomorrow with John Smith. We'll be talking about all of the outcomes and things that happen uh, with the events uh, tonight on the Wednesday Night Wars. And then on Friday, we have a Friday edition of the show. We don't always do that, but this week we're going to do that. And Gary Maheffi will be joining me, and we are going to have an interview with Georgia Smith, the daughter of the British Bulldog. So do do check, out, check us out on Friday. That'll be a good episode. 
And then on Monday, I return with an interview from Coastal Championship Wrestling star uh, Bugs Moran. So lots of fun stuff happening on the Daily Wrestling News Show. And in fact, Sunday night, we are going to do a post show. Travis and I will do a Elimination Chamber post show. It'll go on pretty much directly after uh, after Elimination Chamber. We like to take a 15-minute break just to compose our notes, and then we'll get on and, and discuss things. So, John, life is busy. Absolutely, especially for you, sir. Some of the, <laughs> taking in some of those New Japan shows, I just don't know how you do it. <laughs> well, well, we don't have another big one until the end of the month, so we're we're good there. But um, gotta follow, gotta follow everything as it goes through, though. So, um, all right, well, that's it for today. Thanks, everybody, and we will catch you tomorrow.